0: Let's pray before we begin. Lord, please let us understand your word and put it in our hearts. May it shape our lives to be more like your Son. In Jesus' name we ask, Amen.
1: Chapter 31 I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? For what portion of God is there from above, and what inheritance of the Almighty from on high? Is not destruction to the wicked, and a strange punishment to the workers of iniquity? Doth not he see my ways, and count all my steps? If I have walked with vanity, or if my foot hath hasted to deceit, let me be weighed in an even balance, that God may know mine integrity. If my step hath turned out of the way, and mine heart walked after mine eyes, and if any blot hath cleaved to mine hands, then let me sow, and let another eat. Yea, let my offspring be rooted out. If mine heart have been deceived by a woman, Or if I have laid wait at my neighbor's door, Then let my wife grind unto another, And let others bow down upon her. For this is an heinous crime, Yea, it is an iniquity to be punished by the judges. For it is a fire that consumeth to destruction, And would root out all mine increase. If I did despise the cause of my manservant or of my maidservant when they contended with me, what then shall I do when God riseth up, and when he visiteth, what shall I answer him? Did not he that made me in the womb make him, and did not one fashion us in the womb? If I have withheld the poor from their desire, or have caused the eyes of the widow to fail, or have eaten my morsel myself alone, and the fatherless have not eaten thereof. For from my youth he was brought up with me as with a father, and I have guided her from my mother's womb. If I have seen any perish for want of clothing, or any poor without covering, if his loins have not blessed me, and if he were not warmed with the fleece of my sheep, If I have lifted up my hand against the fatherless, when I saw my help in the gate, then let mine arm fall from my shoulder blade, and mine arm be broken from the bone. For destruction from God was a terror to me, and by reason of His Highness I could not endure. If I have made gold my hope, or have said to the fine gold, Thou art my confidence, If I rejoiced because my wealth was great, and because mine hand had gotten much, if I beheld the sun when it shined, or the moon walking in brightness, and my heart hath been secretly enticed, or my mouth hath kissed my hand, this also were an iniquity to be punished by the judge, for I should have denied the God that is above. If I rejoiced at the destruction of him that hated me, or lifted up myself when evil found him. Neither have I suffered my mouth to sin by wishing a curse to his soul. If the men of my tabernacle said not, O that we had of his flesh, we cannot be satisfied. The stranger did not lodge in the street, but I opened my doors to the traveller. If I covered my transgressions as Adam by hiding mine iniquity in my bosom, Did I fear a great multitude, or did the contempt of families terrify me that I kept silence and went not out of the door? Oh, that one would hear me! Behold, my desire is that the Almighty would answer me, and that mine adversary had written a book. Surely I would take it upon my shoulder and bind it as a crown to me. I would declare unto him the number of my steps. As a prince would I go near unto him. If my land cry against me, Or that the furrows likewise thereof complain, If I have eaten the fruits thereof without money, Or have caused the owners thereof to lose their life, Let thistles grow instead of wheat, And cockle instead of barley.
0: The words of Job are ended. Matthew Henry commentary on Job chapter 31, verses 1-8. Job did not speak the things here recorded by way of boasting, but in answer to the charge of hypocrisy. He understood the spiritual nature of God's commandments, as reaching to the thoughts and intents of the heart. It is best to let our actions speak for us, but in some cases we owe it to ourselves and to the cause of God, solemnly to protest our innocence of the crimes of which we are falsely accused. The lusts of the flesh, and the love of the world, are two fatal rocks on which multitudes split, against these Job protests he was always careful to stand upon his guard. And God takes more exact notice of us than we do of ourselves. Let us therefore walk circumspectly. He carefully avoided all sinful means of getting wealth. He dreaded all forbidden profit as much as all forbidden pleasure. What we have in the world may be used with comfort, or lost with comfort, if honestly gotten. Without strict honesty and faithfulness in all our dealings, we can have no good evidence of true godliness. Yet how many professors are unable to abide this touchstone? Verses 9-15 All the defilements of the life come from a deceived heart. Lust is a fire in the soul, those that indulge it, are said to burn. It consumes all that is good there, and lays the conscience waste. It kindles the fire of God's wrath, which, if not quenched by the blood of Christ, will consume even to eternal destruction. It consumes the body, it consumes the substance. Burning lusts bring burning judgments. Job had a numerous household, and he managed it well. He considered that he had a master in heaven, and as we are undone if God should be severe with us, we ought to be mild and gentle towards all with whom we have to do. Verses 16-23 Job's conscience gave testimony concerning his just and charitable behavior toward the poor. He is most large upon this head, because in this matter he was particularly accused. He was tender of all, and hurtful to none. Notice the principles by which Job was restrained from being uncharitable and unmerciful. He stood in awe of the Lord as certainly against him, if he should wrong the poor. Regard to worldly interests may restrain a man from actual crimes, but the grace of God alone can make him hate, dread, and shun sinful thoughts and desires. Verses 24-32 Job protests, first, that he never set his heart upon the wealth of this world. How few prosperous professors can appeal to the Lord, that they have not rejoiced because their gains were great. Through the determination to be rich, numbers ruin their souls, or pierce themselves with many sorrows. Second, he never was guilty of idolatry. The source of idolatry is in the heart, and it corrupts men, and provokes God to send judgments upon a nation. Third, he neither desired or delighted in the hurt of the worst enemy he had. If others bear malice to us, that will not justify us in bearing malice to them and fourth he had never been 1 peter 4 verse 9 verses 33 to 40 job clears himself from the charge of hypocrisy we are reluctant to confess our faults willing to excuse them and to lay the blame upon others but he that thus covers his sins shall not prosper proverbs 28 verse 13 he speaks of his courage in what is good as an evidence of his sincerity in it when men get estates unjustly they are justly deprived of comfort from them, it was sown wheat, but shall come up thistles. What men do not come honestly by, will never do them any good. The words of Job are ended. They end with a bold assertion, that, with respect to accusation against his moral and religious character as the cause for his sufferings, he could appeal to God. But, however confident Job was, we shall see he was mistaken, chapter 40 verses 4 and 5, 1st John 1:8 Let us all judge ourselves wherein we are guilty let us seek forgiveness in that blood which cleanses us from all sin and may the lord have mercy upon us and write his laws in our hearts Thank you for listening and if you like this please subscribe and consider liking my facebook page and joining my group Jesus answers prayer